And my mother taught me this. My mother, my mother taught me that you don't have to be black to be a nigga. It's true. You don't have to be black, but it sure does help. <laughs> <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. Hey, but you know, you know the crazy part, Pat. Here comes a show that gives you a reason to live. East Harlem, the Dewitt Clinton houses. A man dragged a dead woman into a stairwell and set the body on fire before returning home, where he slashed his own throat after a brief standoff with police. You know, it's always like that with women. If you want to set them on fire in a stairwell, you pretty much have to drag them there. <laughs> like it would kill her to just walk her dead ass up the stairs. That dead ass woman was once and will always be 23-year-old Shanti Naked, whose corpse was stuffed into a garbage bag and brought from 1405 Park Avenue to 107 East 105th Street around 6.30 a.m., leaving a bloody trail along the way. Now, this guy has no luck. First, he has to dispose of a body. Nobody really wants to do that. Then it turns out she's on her period. And if she's bleeding through a garbage bag, you know that's got to be a heavy flow. I, I can't say this from experience, but but I bet if there's one thing that smells worse than a dead body, it's a dead body on the rag. Oh, my God. Now, Google Maps tells me this. The distance between the two addresses is 256 feet. Manhattan North Chief of Detectives Christopher McCormick explains, We had a blood trail that led us across the street. We had blood in the hallway. We had blood in the lobby and in the elevators. Bitch, get your shit under control. Joining me now to unravel the rest of the story. Stand-up comedian, frequent host of comedy shows, and resident of New York City, Ken Boyd. Hey, hey, what up, though? Hey, everybody, what's happening? Forgive me if I left off anything in your resume. Well, you forgot Mr.'s, Mr. Ken Mr. Boyd. Mr. Ken Boyd, you really... <laughs> now, I should mention that Ken Boyd is flying blind for this conversation. He has no previous knowledge As I of love the stories we are about to discuss. That is kind of your thing yeah, on stage. Yeah, I like to just go, baby. You, you, you know? are a free-balling man, you better know Mr. It. Ken Boyd. He will be your voice asking pertinent questions, which one might have. Things that you might be wondering about as we discuss today's topic of found bodies. Uh, it won't all be about that, maybe, but uh, this one certainly is. In the case of Miss Naked, which may be pronounced Nakid, I don't know. It's N-A-K-H-I-D. I think Naked sounds better. I was about to say, it's quite ironic that her last name was Naked. Yeah, and we don't know that she was naked. We're, we're given very little information uh, about uh, the woman, the condition of the woman's body. Uh, weight isn't mentioned. Which I think is pertinent. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if she's na- if she, how is she three hundred pounds? Is she one hundred fifty pounds? I'm gonna guess somewhere in between. Uh, and uh, you know, when you're when you're hauling around a body like that, you know, I hope he was I hope he was using some kind of reinforced hefty uh, glad bag type shit. You know what I mean? Oh, the the shit the the non the shit that won't penetrate. Yeah, I've seen the commercials for this shit. Right, you put a tree it's limb like in there. It's like you put a shit. fucking Glass. pizza box in there and it doesn't penetrate. They should if yo they, what they should have done they on the commercial they could they should have kept it true. They should have put an actual dead woman in the trash bag to yeah. to show that it doesn't break the bag. Man. I mean the weight. I would have bought it. It would have to be the weight. Uh, yeah, because you know. Y- y- there's nothing worse than having a dead woman you need to throw away mm-hmm. and not having a quality garbage bag to throw her away in. But they're not that angular, mm-hmm. a dead woman, you know? So, like, you don't really worry about the... Unless you're using some really cheap shit, you're probably in the clear. Okay. As far as as far as that goes, but apparently this guy wasn't. Now, if you're dragging it, if it's a heavy body, now, obviously, that's going to be wear and tear on the bag. I think in the, it, it's all depending on how you carry the body. It obviously was not planned, I would say, if he, like, just threw her in a garbage bag. 
uh, how, how planned could it have been? I mean, you would buy some sort of a, like, I don't know, what, what kind of a bag would you put her in? You know, something nylon, something that, something waterproof, I don't know. Like something, something with a little more. Of, a, okay, now, let me see. At least something kind of permanent, you know? Let me see if I got this right. Okay. He, he killed the woman. Well, we don't know that. There's a lot we don't know, and there's a lot we haven't talked about yet in the story too. But but basically, all I've revealed so far, and I don't, I'm not one of these shows that's slow rolling everything. This is the story, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's not a big reveal or anything. There's more details that that fill it in, though. I don't like those kind of shows. You ever watch those on 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 like ID or something like that? ID is a great network and everything. I love. Same I'm so addicted to ID channel. Yeah. What shows do you like on there? Do you, can they, you think of any? They got the one called The Mansion Next Door or something like that. The mm-hmm. or oh, Mansion Murders or Murders in the Mansion. Or All some the shit yeah, rich like people crimes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah, yeah, read yeah. about that. Yeah. And it's always financially motivated. You know, I appeared on an ID show as a journalist. They contacted me because of this podcast, and they said, "You're a. Uh, we're looking for journalists in the uh, New York area. Would you like to be?" I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and so I went and I commented on uh, the case of uh, Chayuzi was her name, and uh, she, uh, I don't know, she she was a little league mom who wasn't happy with the playing time her son was getting, and he wasn't on the all star team, so she started stalking the coach and threatening his family. Get the Brenda fuck out Chayuzi of Chayuzi or something like that. Yeah, and uh, so and so I had to be like, yes. Uh, uh, this crime never got to third base, or whatever. Oh, you know one what I mean? of those cheesy ass. Yeah. Shit. Although I kept it cool, you know what I mean. I think I gave it a nice. I got a nice haircut for it. That was back when I could still fit into my gray suit. Well, oh. uh, in the case of Miss Naked, uh, there is a solid link to the man who delivered her body, complete with witnesses and an actual trail of blood leading back to his Park Avenue apartment. Now, uh, first, I want a word about Park Avenue. Now, a lot of times when it comes up in a story. Park Avenue. I'll use a phrase like posh Park Avenue apartment or Tony Park Avenue pad. Well, that's a different part of Park Avenue. Uh, uptown some distance uh, is, is where this is. <laughs> and where it, it just doesn't have that kind of status. It's maybe 20 blocks away, uh, 20 some odd blocks away from that. East Harlem is uh, the next area above uh, Manhattan. Just, uh, just over the Upper East Side. Starts about 96th Street. Starts at 96th Street up to somewhere in the 40s, the 140s rather. So east of Fifth Avenue to the east in Harlem Rivers. That's all East Harlem. And uh, where, where do you live, Ken? It, wow, man. You must be so motherfucking... Uh, tuned in? Tuned in. You I, live in East Harlem? I, I was just about to say I live in that exact area. Where do you live? What's, I, what are your cross streets? 116th and Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I'll be damned. You I, live there. I killed the bitch. It was me, man. <laughs> I trust you not to have killed her, but you know about the neighborhood. Exactly. I got, I, I, I'm not trying to be insulting as I discuss your neighborhood here because there's some facts about it that are not particularly flattering. Yeah, well, you know, I saw a nigga get knocked out on 116 like last weekend. I read that in the Wikipedia. Word? It, it, it said just that? <laughs> yeah. Nigga said, get knocked, that niggas get, gets knocked out mm-hmm. on 116. One of the events it was listed. The neighborhood is one of the largest predominantly Latino communities in New York City. It's also known as Spanish Harlem or El Barrio. Uh, now, uh, mostly make that's mostly that population mostly made up of Puerto Ricans, sizable numbers of Dominican, Cuban, Mexican immigrants. Uh, East Harlem includes the area uh, formerly known as Italian Harlem. Really? Which yeah, that's uh, where remain the remnants of a once predominantly Italian community. Well, but when when you're remnants, you don't get to name the place no more. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of sit there and go, "What happened to the neighborhood?" <laughs> the Chinese population has increased dramatically in Harlem, East Harlem, since 2000. 
Easy. Uh, do you see more Chinese there than you used to? Uh, well, well, let me say this. I've only been living there for approaching four years now. Okay, so you wouldn't know the difference. So I wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's, I, since it, 2000. In, in my eyes, since 2013, it's been the same Harlem. Okay, and the area has historically suffered from many social issues. This is out of you know, the research, including the highest jobless rate in New York City. The let's see, teenage pregnancy, AIDS, drug abuse, homelessness, and an asthma rate five times the national average. Not asthma. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I got to move out of there. Now, I don't understand what that's from. Though. All that goddamn to... asthma around my neighborhood, man. Anyway, I fucked a bitch and caught asthma. Shit. Man. It also has the second highest concentration of public housing in the United States. Do you live in the projects? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Now, following uh, I'm Ken Boyd. otherwise, you're fucking Mister Ken Boyd. I'm Mister Ken Boyd. There's a man with some fucking integrity and Come some self esteem. Following closely behind number one, uh, can you guess uh, who is, what the, this is like I said, the second highest concentration of public housing in the United States, not in New York, in America, and that follows closely behind the number one highest concentration of public housing, the most projects, uh, it is also in New York City, can you guess? I'll give you a hint. It's in violent Brooklyn. And it's kind of skeptic living these days unprotected where every day is a chance. So expect the unexpected. Crime time, 1718. Bed-Stuy? Brownsville, man. Oh, Brownsville. Brownsville, Brooklyn, yeah. Really? Yep. I've heard about Brownsville. Never been there. Never been there. I, well, you know, uh, every place has its uh, reputations. Yeah. And I got into uh, this thing this guy, with this guy from Brownsville. He was like, hey, Brownsville, man, it's one of the worst neighborhoods. And I was like, hey, man, look, what neighborhood, what wasn't fucking bad in the late 70s and 80s and early 90s and shit like that? And I was like, all these places, yeah. yeah they were all bad. Chicago, even, you know, uh, the West Coast of California, some parts of California are still bad. Some parts of Chicago are still bad. Uh, Chicago, yeah, the South Side is, is terminally bad. Mm -hmm. South and West. And, 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 and in New York City, uh, there's always going to be crime in the Bronx and certain parts of Brooklyn. Those places are Brownsville, East New York, to a lesser extent, uh, Bedlam, Crime Essent. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, East Harlem, I guess. There's there's also some crime there here in Manhattan. Washington Heights, you get a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Inwood, I guess. I don't know. Inwood. Uh, These are some of the places that I still hear about that's, that's still... Well, Brownsville leads, usually leads the league. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking in, in Tlaib Starks terms. I don't know if you know Tlaib Starks. He's a... Uh, a guy that I do a show with uh, sometimes on Thursdays, and we do the uh, we we do like sort of like simulated NFL coverage of crime. Okay. And uh, <laughs> leads the league. <laughs> and, and yeah, so that's where I got that leads the league. He so, leads the league and raping. <laughs> yeah. So and that he's got team names and everything. He's gotten real elaborate with it. You know what I mean? It's like the Cincinnati uh, Chronic Trigger Pullers and the, the Cleveland Cretans and the Chicago Savages and Philadelphia <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Jesus. Uh, and we just describe it as if we're watching football. It's it's really <laughs> it's a neat concept. But Brownsville's usually ahead in, in the crime and the murders. Now, anyway, long story short, 1405 Park Avenue, not a ritzy address. Um, it is, though, near the Graffiti Hall of Fame, which is located at 106th and Park and also all over the fucking place. 106th and Park. Yeah. You, you, it's it's, it's there familiar? and it's everywhere. Are you familiar with the uh, 
the canceled, long-ran uh, music video show, 106 and Park? I, I'm not even sure what you just said. Council long, ran. It, the canceled is now uh, oh, long, canceled. Oh, oh, the long-running. The long, it was But now, now canceled. Okay, well, pardon me for not constructing the sentence a little better, <laughs> dick. But <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was what a, is it, music festival there? What is well, it? Well, it was it was a show on BET. They played videos. One of, it, the name of the show was One Hundred Six and Park because they used to tape it on One Hundred Six and Park. But at, at one of the seasons, they you know got a spike in their ratings and they moved to Little Manhattan. To Do you believe that fucking shit? Hey, they, as soon as they get some ratings, they move the fuck out of Harlem. And when I get on, I leave your ass for a white girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not even waiting for that neighborhood to gentrify. They just sit there. They're, they'll build a Starbucks there eventually. You know, oh, and that's yeah, what's coming. going on. They're bringing some money in. They uh, now, as of 2016, they there's some initiatives to it's try a, to like re sort of like uh, invigorate the area. Or, you know, it's the Whole Foods it. on 125th. Oh. Yeah, they just... 125th. It's on the west side, though, right? Uh, well, yeah, 125th in Malcolm X, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 125th in Malcolm X. Okay, Whole well, Foods. if you want to go to Whole Foods, that's where you got to go. I don't. I mean, I'm sure that there's uh, Whole Foods and shit in Brooklyn and stuff like that, uh, Williamsburg and whatnot. I have no idea, no interest in shopping at home. I don't even buy groceries. My fucking wife orders shit. It comes to the door because she hates to leave the house. Word. She orders stuff on Amazon, and these people bring it, and I'm talking like regular ass, like lunch meat and shit like that, you know. And you can and, order uh, lunch meat on Amazon. Yeah, you can order anything. Get the you can fuck order, out of here. dude. You can order takeout from restaurants from Amazon. I don't frequent Amazon. You need to get on there. Well, you know, I'm an old school guy, man. I like to just go out and get my shit. Yeah, I know. Well, unless is. I can't find it, then I'll order it online. I guess uh, that's also coming out. I, I don't like the way that word sounds coming out of my mouth. Well, I you, one said time, it, you said it wrong, man. I don't say, I don't, yeah, that's the thing. I can't say it right because I feel like I'm kind of like uh, selling out. You know, I don't say other words that way. That's how Bill de Blasio talks. He says like a neighborhood and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's not the way you're supposed to say that when you're, you know. A white the, guy? A white dude that's like, yeah, and I don't care how many black lesbians you marry. You're still a fucking white guy. You're not. He thinks he's the white father of all of Black New York. That's what I hate about him. Is that he really? It's really condescending. You know what I mean? For him to sit there and lecture black people on how to behave when they get arrested and get, and talk about the talk and shit like that. I just uh, it doesn't it just doesn't come. From, I don't, you know where it comes from? He's he's always sucking that dick for votes. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. And uh, yeah, and and even if I just don't think it's sincere anyway. I mean, do you think if he didn't need votes, he would? Uh, I, I can't see it. Well, what is he doing that's so different than any fucking politician ever? It's just his particular brand of it. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing is, he, he's not talking to me. <laughs> so if he was talking to me, I might feel different. You feel left out? <laughs> but I also feel that he's not as widely embraced in the black community as he thinks he is. Of you course. know what I mean? Who yeah. is? Yeah, nobody. I don't think that we can get liked Who by you guys. Is? Well, you know what's funny? Who are the white guys who really, really pass, sell, and, and are the, the... Eminem. Eminem? The people that's not trying, man. You know? The people yeah. that's not overselling us on, hey, everybody, I'm cool. Look how cool I am. Get the fuck out of here, man. Exactly. That's why, and that's why I say it with the hard R. Because <laughs> it's authentic to me. And I think okay, that, that makes and sense. people do respond to authenticity. People of all races, and I and I found that it's especially important uh, with black audiences, if, you know, because like I, I, black audiences, black people in general, authenticity. If you bring that, I think that's why there's a resentment sometimes between very liberal white people and and uh, black people because they regular 
like super hyper liberal white people have this way of being unintentionally insulting. Mm-hmm. I think anyway, and I think that they they sort of have this whole like uh, you know taking uh, the world under their wing kind of thing going on or some shit like that. And those are the people who get the shit beat out of them at a Black Lives Matter rally because they're fucking because they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's going to bring back segregation. <laughs> I'm <telling> you, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, real segregation, like officially. Like there was a in Michigan, there was some school, some college, and and the Black Lives Matter uh, students, or you know, they wanted a whole building to themselves with no white students that could come to it, so that they could do their you know meetings and shit. And I think. You know, that's why. We talk, it's it's we, because of that. We're talking about a college in Michigan? Talking about a college in Michigan. They oh, want, so they you're saying building. segregation is going to come this time, and this time it's going to be initiated by the black community. Well, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I'm not actually speculating that, but I'm saying that that's, that's an early sign of that. I, I mean, like, being sick of white people is natural if, they, if it comes from this place, you know what I mean? Of like, uh, let me bend down and help you up, my brother. You know, I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me educate you on how to, you know, care about yourself and live an important life. And uh, we, we fight the man, you know, like, like, and they can always just like walk back over to the other team anytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what they don't realize is that it's like, how do you expect to be trusted? You know, it's a really feeling that way is a phase you go through in college for many of these people, you know. And then, like, uh, when it comes time to get a job, they'll be like, all right, well, good, good luck. With well, good luck. Fight the good fight. All homie, right, later. I'm going <laughs> to run my homie. dad's company now. Yes. Well, and you know, you, Pat, well, I, you had a beautiful point, you know, about authenticity. You know, anybody that's, you know, them, and then you, you can see it on stage, man. You know, uh, you know, if, if you allow me to go into that world. Uh, sure. You know. We're off topic. This is, this is yeah, a little bit. Um Everyone said, well, everyone knows, hey, man, look, if you can if you can do well in the in the, in the room full of, you know, full of black people in it. Hey, man, you know, you got something, man, because if it's if it's bogus and this is not just from a white performer or a black performer, anybody that goes up, if I can sense that you're trying to present someone that you're not, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. Right. Hey, Pat, I can hang with you any day of the week, man, because I know whatever you tell me is going to be, you know, straight up and down like six o'clock. It's the same thing I'm going to always say. And, and like, I think that that's what it is. It, it seems difficult for people because there's so many performers who are sleepwalking, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're trying to sleepwalk your way through something like that, I remember performing for these for these black audiences when I first started, uh, talking like 97. And uh, I had one joke that would land. And it was always uh, at the end, you know, because and I started out that week doing 10 minutes and then it would be like, just do like eight, you know, and then like five, do five. And it's like, just do announcements and bring, you know, they kept shortening it because it was fucking bad. You know, I, mean, like, was just, I was, you know, there's a difference in bombing and not doing well. There's a difference in bombing and a crowd not laughing, crowd not laughing. You know, they don't laugh. That's up to them. You can't help that. But bombing is when it fucking like affects you, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think I was quite bombing because I just kind of expected to kind of not do well. Really? Yeah, I really, I, I thought like, oh, maybe, you know, but like, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. Uh, and it was pretty bad. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was just no white people there. There'd be one in every show who would take the brunt, you know. Oh. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, it was, it, the joke that always got to laugh was like, oh, you smoke a cigarette, it's all like giving oral sex. The flavor always gets stronger the closer you get to the butt. And then he, and so I don't even think anybody heard the setup, but just the the flavor always gets stronger the closer you get to the butt. That's it. 
And that was funnier than anything else I said. And uh, goddamn, did I cling to that joke like a lap you know? So that was my experience with that. I think I'd do better now, but who knows? Of course you would, man. Now, to the east of... Uh, now, I, I want to mention this about the Graffiti Hall of Fame, you know, at 106th and Park. Uh, and not to sound like the whitest guy in the room here, but, you know, graffiti is vandalism. It's against the law. Why not have a littering Hall of Fame? You know, let's let's take a trip to the museum of not picking up after your dog shits. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? You take something illegal and make it a Hall of Fame. Now, to the east of uh, 1405 Park Avenue is a place called White Park. And a word to my Caucasian friends, before you plan a visit to White Park, <laughs> I think it might be a trap. <laughs> Just a- uh, White Park, also known as Wishful Thinking Park. <laughs> uh, sometimes you put jokes in there. Plus, uh, and, and here's the other thing. Who would pay to see the Graffiti Hall of Fame when a whole city is basically an ongoing exhibit with new pieces added every day? Every day? Uh, this, is, uh, this area is also known for its contributions to freestyle Latin and salsa music and police service in East Harlem divided be- between 23rd and 25th precincts. Who are always like, you know, are you going to get it? I thought you were going to get it. <laughs> uh, now, the guy dragging the body was Nelson Quinones. His age isn't given. Uh, if you're truly curious, I encourage you to hang around 1405 Park Avenue. Ask around. <laughs> Uh, Quinones is, uh, he lives on the 12th floor. He fled back to his apartment after setting the body on fire. Mm. It's like that. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he wasn't trying to get rid of the body. Maybe he's just like the Jimi Hendrix of killers. He's <laughs> like, yeah, take that next guy. <laughs> Follow that. Follow that motherfucker. You can't kill no bitch like I can kill. Oh, yeah, we don't know he killed him. But you can't fucking. Yeah, I called him a murderer, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Now, I, I, who... I can't imagine he didn't. That's just me. Well, I mean, you got to be a pretty good buddy of somebody to just, like, get rid of the body for them. Or, I mean, even to help them is a big deal. Hey, man, I've walked the streets of New York all the time. I've never stumbled across a dead body. Is it impossible? No. Hasn't happened to me yet. No, that's because uh, you you got your uh, you got your eye, head up. You know what I mean? Okay. You, yeah. They're there. I am optimistic. You have to walk by some, some dead bodies. It's impossible. You've been here how long? Four years. You've been here four years. Approaching four years. Yeah, yeah. Four yeah. years next. Originally month. from Houston. Houston, Texas. Yeah, I've been down there. That's where the twang comes from. Did you enjoy Houston? I did. I, I enjoyed it okay. I thought it was nice to be, there used to be a place called Bobby's Comedy Corner. The guy was just a uh, 6'6", uh, Greek, Bobby Hedges. Man, it was a fucking, he had this big fucking, not only tall, but like he was just huge, you know? Hmm. He had this tiny little wife that he ordered off the internet, I guess. A uh, little Asian girl who couldn't speak English. He taught her to teach, like pigeon English. You know, he just taught her like really simple shit. You know, like go go there or something like. You know what I mean? Well, he, she had to understand the commands, I guess. But I mean, she was so tiny. So I had to fuck this girl. How did she take all that dick? Wow. Well, uh, so, I don't know. Why I assume he's. I, I assume he's uncircumcised. For Christ's sake, you know, <laughs> like a gigantic fucking Greek dude. Kinones lives on the twelfth uh, floor. Like I said, he fled back to his apartment, and then uh, we have the the ages of all the people he was locked uh, in there with. He locked himself in with a sixty year old woman, a fourteen year old boy, and a twenty year old young man. Police said it was not immediately clear if uh, they were all his relatives. Uh, and when he got in there, he slashed his neck and wrists before police reached him inside. Uh, and as usual. Uh, we know more about the things that happened immediately after this woman's death than we know about what led to her death. Uh, I'm going to quote a weird paragraph here directly from DNA Info. The circumstances of Naked's murder and her connection to the suspect weren't immediately clear. The medical examiner will determine how she died and if any criminality was involved, officials said. 
Now, that, that paragraph doesn't make any sense. I would read it again slowly, but I'll just point it out instead. Uh, the circumstances of her murder, <laughs> and then it ends with, he will determine if any criminality was involved. In it <laughs> it might have been a legal murder. Do you have a Self permit? <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows? <laughs> Do you have a permit? <laughs> Are you hey. registered with the city to murder? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I just thought it was a that that was an oversight on the part of uh, DNA info. DNA info is like uh, the the quality varies. A witness said Quinones was wearing dare I say dare I say he was cloaked in a long dark coat with a hood and dragged the body uh, through the ninth floor hallway into the nearby stairwell. Now a ninth floor tenant, fifty two year old Victor Ortiz, said he was bent over. He was dragging it by the feet. I thought it was garbage at first, but when I looked on the floor, there was blood. I saw the feet. She had black high heels. Mm. Uh, so, so you know, because garbage might have feet, but it, but it never wears heels. Yeah, the heels is the dead giveaway. Yeah, I think garbage. You know, if I, <laughs> if I see somebody dragging a bag with feet out of it, and, you know, I'm not going to look twice. Right. But as soon as I see those heels, I say, oh, that's a bitch in there. Yeah. <laughs> that is not garbage. That's <laughs> oh, not regular man. trash. <laughs> Ortiz added, when he saw me, he said, oh, shit. And... Uh, and he says, I went back into my apartment and locked the door. Now, a true New Yorker knows when you see something, say something. But when you see something like this, go in your apartment and lock the door. You know what I mean? I can't blame the guy. I wouldn't say a damn thing. I, say, I can't you know blame him. Yeah. I'm putting myself in. I know, well, you know, putting two or two together. Hey, man, look, it's a very good chance this guy just killed this woman in this bag. Well, yeah. And at the at the very least, uh, he's... he's uh, Obviously, disposing of a body mm -hmm. in an illegal way. You know that they, they just raised the penalty for that uh, in 2015 to make it a felony. Prior to that, it was a misdemeanor, and the the maximum penalty was like I don't know, very minimal, like two years or something, or even less. You could move a body if they couldn't pin the murder on you. You you just get in trouble for moving the body. Holy shit! Which is so fucking funny. Yeah, but uh, it's a felony now, thanks to. Andrew Cuomo, I believe we, this is covered on an episode that is out on Patreon. Now, I want to like uh, speak about Patreon later, but I don't want to get in the way of the crime stories now. Uh, so the guy says, oh, shit, this guy locks his door. And by the way, you don't need to say you locked the door when you went in your apartment. You know what I mean? When do you ever go in your apartment and not lock the fucking door? Everybody always does, don't you? Well, you know, every time I see someone disposing of a body, I lock my door. So I, it's, it's kind of assumed. Yeah, yeah. I, I went in there and locked the door, and then he probably sat there... I, I bet you he sat down in a kitchen chair and stared at his door. <laughs> he probably pushed a dresser in front of him. There's a guy out there. It's a stone-cold killer. There's blood and heels. She still got her heels on? Pushed a dresser in front of him. Tommy, goddamned. Ten minutes later, Ortiz smelled smoke, he said. And now, I'm sure if he'd known he was going to set the body on fire instead of, you know... Instead of just, you know, dragging it into an apartment or something, then he, he wouldn't have just slinked back into his apartment, you know. He, he probably would have done something different. He probably would have quietly left the building. He said it was a strong smell. I thought it was a big fire. They put out the blaze, 6.40 a.m. He fled back to his 12.40. Okay, now. Uh, he's in critical condition. He's not dead, this guy who slashed his throat. Really? He's alive. His sister, 41-year-old Jacqueline Thomas, said the apartment belonged to their mother. She said when police uh, traced him back to the apartment, uh, he saw the police. This is a quote. Uh, he saw the police uh, when he opened the door, and he was scared, so he shut the door on them. Yeah, that's what happens. You get a, you're scared, you know, <laughs> when you're about to get busted for killing somebody or moving a body. I know I do. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Uh, yeah. So, and she says that he's innocent and didn't kill anyone. This is a minority view. 
That, that family is something else, isn't it? You leave a trail of blood <laughs> from your place and back. Blood all over the elevators. It leads all the way to your fucking apartment. You didn't do it. The guy didn't do, he didn't do shit. Well, you know, it's just like every time you see, uh, you know, you're looking on uh, whatever uh, news channel and something like this happens. Uh, well, hey, the, your, your brother or your your uncle or your cousin, whatever, is he's accused of doing this. He would never do that. No, he's the nicest he guy He would in the never world. do Nope, not my Jimmy. Nope. Okay. Hey, look, bitch, I'm telling you, all the evidence points to this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, you, there's no objectivity when it comes to family, especially with mothers, mm. grandmothers. They will never ever go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's been arrested forty times already. Uh, this doesn't come as any surprise. We knew he would fucking finally kill somebody someday. That'd be nice, wouldn't it?" My mother's pretty realistic. If if, if <laughs> she can't even hear you using profanity, Ken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but She's not it. realistic. But fuck it, baby. Look, if she. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna sample that, and it's gonna be in every episode from now on. <laughs> but fuck it, baby. <laughs> that's. Damn, you need to put that on a T-shirt or something. <laughs> but a, fuck a it, baby. Yeah. But fuck it, baby. Hey, man. man a catchphrase. If my mother is con- well, not convinced, but if if. She's level-headed enough to know if the evidence is point, pointing to me. And it's like, okay, look, motherfucker, did you do this or what? She would. Oh, she would ask you. It, it would be more of a realistic approach versus now. Nah, there's no way you can't convince me. My son did. This. I'm, I'm sure that this sister, Jacqueline Thomas, 41 years old in East Harlem, asked uh, you know Nelson Quinones if he actually uh, did it, and I'm sure he goes, "No, I didn't do a thing." <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and that's uh, the end of it. Yeah, and you would say the same thing to your mom. It's hard to admit. First of all, you're on a you're on a jail phone. All mm-hmm. that shit's recorded, so you can't just come clean. Well, that's one of the bodies that we found. And it's a it's a darn interesting story, and we'll follow up if we find anything out, which I'm sure we will. By the way, uh, yeah, enjoy your trip to the Graffiti Hall of Fame <laughs> if you care to. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to mention two floaters. This is unusual. Found in Central Park, a badly decomposed naked body found in the reservoir. Maintenance worker spotted it uh, floating between uh, around near 87th Street and East Drive, and they haven't released the identity of the dead man. The second guy. Uh, who they found was actually a little bit different. They have an identity for that guy. Uh, the second man was, hold on, I didn't really care about his name, but his eyes were fucking eaten out by, uh, Shit. by what do you call it, uh, turtles. Turtles had eaten his eyes. Who knew eyes were uh, a delicatessen to turtles? <laughs> They're a delicatessen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, turtles will, you know, I, I would assume eat anything, so they probably like, man, if I can smize, shit, yes. They're like the pigs of the water? Or Put what? me down, yeah. Well, turtles, when you just look at them, you go, that is a disgusting fucking animal. You know what I mean? Looks What's like under a, that shell? You a, ever... a dick with a big pair of balls yeah. on top of <laughs> Am I right? Is that what your dick looks like? Isn't that what everybody uh, dicks like? I don't know. I thought everybody dicks like. I don't know. It's not green. I think of <laughs> turtles as being green. I'm sure Michelangelo dicks looks like, and, and Raphael and Donatello, their dicks look like that. I bet you they do. No, if yeah, they have dicks. Yeah. Well, they're fags, though. <laughs> Those guys are homosexual turtles. They should be the teenage nin- ninja mutant gay turtles. Huh. They're fags, though. Yeah, definitely. The second corpse found in the pond, 7.20 a.m. Wednesday by a parks worker. It says, turtles gouged out his eyes. And then a sor- that's what a source said. And then the, the follow-up sentence said, it's not unusual. Yikes. <laughs> turtles gouged out his eyes. It's not unusual. So, 
hey, I don't know who considers that to be. I guess it's that's what I said. It's like, I guess I was speaking as if it was from experience, but I probably just read this, those three words and thought, yeah, I can make a decision on that. They found an ID in the half-dressed man's pocket. He was 36-year-old Anthony McAfee, a vagrant who had suffered no obvious signs of trauma other than what you, know, what you normally get from being a vagrant, I guess. And it does not appear that this body has been in the water for any more than a week or two. Mm. That's a... That's a long time for a body to be floating out in Central Park. That's I think. exactly what popped in my head. Like, no more than a week or two. God damn. <laughs> shit. But, uh, do, does anybody ever fish the shit out? I mean, Jesus. I know we, we uh, believe that there are some wildlife issues that kept him submerged. Hmm, that's very vague. They, they, he just doesn't want to say, like, yeah, those turtles, man, they, they, they don't let you float until they're done with you. Yeah, they took him down to the bottom and had their way with like, him. Mm-hmm. Let's eat some eyes. They do not suspect foul play. I don't know why I said that like that. Because the first word came out weird, and I just followed up with the rest of the sentence. Foul Police play. did not suspect foul play. They believe McCarthy may have gone into the water after uh, smoking drugs. You know, smoking drugs. That the medical examiner's office would. I, I never hear it put that way. Smoking drugs. Uh, he had a history of depression. Well, you know, really, who gives a shit? Uh, that's some vagrant, and he's dead. Good riddance. You know what I mean? Uh, May, may the turtles eat your eyes. Some vagrants. Yeah. Uh, Anthony McAfee. Good riddance. Uh, New Jersey man. Uh, now, this is a little bit off the, the found body deal. Uh, there's more bodies here uh, that I could have brought up. But you know what? I'm switching gears here. Oh, yeah? Because I want to discuss this story about a charter school. Okay. Uh, this is a, a, a very... Uh, this is, it sounds like a very interesting man here. This charter school administrator is <laughs> suspended now. Uh, he, as cops investigate claims, he repeatedly forced himself on a teenage student. Now, cops, or rather, teachers fucking kids, uh, man, that, that is, you can count on that. You can set your watch to it. You know, there's going to be... It's going to happen once a quarter. A, a dozen of them a year, mm-hmm. at least, you know. Uh, it, 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 it's uh, And then there's a famous one sometimes, you know, where it's, like, really fucked up. Like, the chick, uh, the, the one lady who had her... She fucked her... <clears throat> excuse me. She fucked a wrestler. And because uh, you know, initially she was trying to help him make weight... Oh, he it's, was a wrestler for the school. For the wrestler night. for the school. Yeah, not a, yeah, not, a, yeah, so exactly. This, so this, a student, was, yeah. this was a workout. This was, hey, look, you need to lose some weight. Come fuck me so you can uh, wrestle in the, the competition this yeah. weekend. And you know how much they go to, <laughs> they go to every length, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, to, to do that, they'll, they'll, they'll not drink water. They'll fucking try to sweat a lot. I guess it's like they'll ejaculate a lot into her mouth, you know, so mm-hmm. she can eat all that fucking weight off him. It is weight. It is weight. It's, I mean, it depends on the kid, but, uh, and, and, Oh, wait, here's the best part. Her husband was the wrestling coach. Oh, <laughs> shit. You almost, are the man in the locker room, yo. Yeah. You fuck coach's wife? Yeah, you're not the coach anymore. <laughs> oh, my. You're the head cuck. Can you believe that? Son, a, you got to retire. Yeah, you're done. You're done, though. You can't You, you got to be a transfer. librarian or some shit. Although, you know, man, do you ever, I mean, like, you can't even walk into the school. I mean, you have to just proudly go in and go, my wife's a whore, okay? I get it. I know. Can we just go on with our day? <laughs> Jumping jacks. <laughs> like, 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 fuck you. Hey, Yo, you get no respect in the school. Hey, Rob, what are we doing? <laughs> well, what should... Anyway, a 16-year-old girl now reported she was sexually abused four times between November and May. By the way, you know, if you're into a 16-year-old girl, that's showing some restraint. That's only four times. I mean, sometimes these people start these relationships with these kids, and 
you know, it becomes, <laughs> it becomes, un- it's, it's, it's like a violationship. It's not quite like a relationship. And it's not quite like a violation. It's a violationship. It becomes habitual, huh? And you know who you are who, who gave me that term. Yeah. Uh, now, a 16-year-old uh, girl reported she was sexually abused four times between November and May by New Visions charter school assistant, uh, Valan Menzies. <laughs> That's right. You heard that? His name's Menzies. Well, uh, now, and, and if just to clarify this, I want to make sure I uh, specifically, uh, you know, address this because, uh, you know, everybody knows what Menzies are, uh, but it, it helps to get the precise definition sometimes. So let's do that. And uh, then while you're looking at it, the motherfucker's Menzies. first name is Villan, which sounds very much like villain. Come on, son, mm-hmm. you're a villain over the Menzies. You fucking it, it, and granted, you can agree that it's usually the opposite that that makes the news. It's usually a woman boning the uh, a student, a you male know, student. Maybe, but I've actually found that it's it's pretty evenly split. You the, know, why is it that the 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 woman gets more you know uh, exposure on the news? Is it more of a phenomenon? Than, I don't know. I mean, I it's because it's more fucking interesting and pleasant to think about. I think. It's definitely more pleasant for me. I, I can't wait to have a son. To I don't think in. any women get excited about fucking their middle-aged teacher in a way that they will express. And, like, you know, e- even if they have that fantasy or something like that. Well, a lot of women have teacher fantasies. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They wouldn't put that on some, you know, young girl who says she's been raped or sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Even though they may masturbate to that thought, you know, every day of their life. Probably. They would still, they would, oh, my God, what do they do to her? But guys, you know what? Nobody gives a shit if yeah. they have sex with a teacher, which is really wrong. Because, like, uh, a guy, a young man has no choice in that matter. Yeah, that's He sexy. has to fuck her. He has to. Oh, you're a pussy. Yeah, not even to prove himself. He just can't help it. <laughs> he couldn't help but fuck her. You know, even if she was just average. It's never an average-looking woman. It's always a hot-looking Man, these bitches are bad, All man. those teachers who fuck kids are good-looking. You know these fucking uh, Don Cheeto-looking bitches I grew up uh, with that was teaching me when I was in elementary and middle school, even high school. Yeah. Wasn't no bad bitches, man, teaching us when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. These bitches look like you, Pat. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, man, it was terrible. Now, as good looking of a man as I am, imagine me as a grade school female teacher. Oh, man, it's disgusting. All uh, in a dress and everything. And uh, Hello, boys. <sighs> well, let me tell you something. If that's stock, you should not buy it. You should sell it if you own any. Now, monthly discharge of blood from the uterus is what that is. Uh, you know, your fucking period, I guess. That's, you looked uh, up Menzies? I looked up Menzies, and, and I just love... You know, discharge is a funny word, isn't it? Discharge? It somehow sounds... When you when it discharge, it, it evokes this, like, for me, I always think of, like, uh, like cottage cheese yogurty kind of thing. Word? A discharge, you know? So vaginal discharge. I think like the military, like the blood in your body body is dishonorably discharged. <laughs> from <laughs> Quite dishonorably. <laughs> and if you're in the military, you can you can occasionally get a vaginal discharge. There it is. It's a, it's dishonorable, but you know. Uh six, this, okay, so this girl right now, um with her menzies you now. Uh, she's 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 uh, you never blame the victim, of course. You know what I mean. But like, uh, why four times? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do you have to be uh, sexually abused four times? Are you afraid of your teacher? Are you, uh, are you into it a little bit? You know what I mean. Now, I'm again. Look, 
I'm that, not saying it's the case. I'm saying it's possible that a 16-year-old girl could be manipulated by a teacher and be into it. That happens. That happens, but you know just as well as anybody that when these things happen to grown women, they don't want to say nothing because they're embarrassed <laughs> or... I'm serious. I'm serious. You heard the stories. Oh, 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 right, they right. I hear you. Embarrassed or they some type of way they feel like it's their fault or I could have handled myself better. So what effect does that have on a fucking 16-year-old? Well, maybe they could have handled it better. Maybe they are somewhat responsible. Sometimes they are. You know what I mean? Uh, adult women I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, a teenager is not. She's not responsible in any way. She's, that's why you can't fuck her. Because she's not responsible enough to to do that. Yeah, it's also got, why she's just getting her Menzies. Man. She's, yeah, she got her Menzies maybe you know for, for yeah, more seven, ways eight than years. one. She got her Menzies twice. Yeah. She got it naturally <laughs> and then at school. They both resulted in a bloody vagina. At least if he lives up to his uh, Instagram handle, which, which is it, it will hurt, but I make it fit. Holy one. shit! Yeah, don't forget the one. <laughs> Because that will send you to some other place. <laughs> it will hurt, but I make it fit. Now, you can follow that on Instagram. You do. Uh, I, yeah, I tried. It's like a private account. <laughs> so he might not be taking a lot of newcomers right now. How much of a jabroni do you have to be to keep the same fucking Instagram name after they put your shit in the newspaper? To I would change my shit to fucking uh, Minister Joseph Quinn so quick. <laughs> That fucking Instagram would have to send me a notification like, is this still you? Is this still your account? Yeah. They'd be wondering. They'd be like, what happened? Man, Did you molest somebody? This motherfucker kept the same name. And hey, here's another thought. Just get off Instagram altogether for a minute, you know? Maybe yeah. just... maybe just, just Might be smart while the investigation's going right. on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Some people can't live without their social media, but this guy needs to... I don't know. Of course, he's got a private account, so he's doing everything he can do. I'm curious to see what I'm going to find on the on the uh, he's not Instagram feed of it will hurt, but I make it fit one. The fact that it, the one, there's another motherfucker with the same, like, somebody beat him to that. <laughs> <laughs> somebody beat him to it. Somebody was like, yo, you know what would be the dopest motherfucking Instagram name ever? Oh. It'll hurt, but I'm going to make it fit. Yeah, type that shit in. Oh, fuck, somebody else got it. Add a one to that shit. You know what, <laughs> you know what probably happened? Yeah, I'm not going to just change it a little. What probably happened is he had an account before that was that, and it got him all the attention that he wanted or whatever, and he liked the way it sounded, and then he forgot his password or some shit and had to start a new account. <laughs> some people do that sometimes, and they end up some cobweb Twitter page somewhere or something. So, yeah, uh, this is... Uh, Villain Menzies, the villain. It will hurt. The Menzi villain. But I make it fit one. That's not a threat. It's a promise. Uh, he gave the girl a bracelet, kissed her. He ran his hands over her thigh on several encounters, all while warning her not to tell anyone. Listen, uh, now if she's, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to fucking make excuses for anybody here. Uh, so, you know, that's the way it is. This is sexual abuse. You can't sexually abuse 16-year-old girls or 16-year-old girls. Uh, even if you intend to make it fit, I was expecting more. Uh, no, okay, this is a... He 16 and a half, I can see that. Hey, seventeen's uh, the age of consent here in New York City and in New York State. Oh, that is true. I keep forgetting it. It is. And who up? Uh, he also tried to kiss her and fondle her genitals. What a dick! Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that, that's his. That, that's probably his. Uh, <laughs> that's his, his Twitter. That's uh, <laughs> I will fondle your genitals <laughs> and make it fit. Can we look up the origin like of of his last name? Is that a Puerto Rican, Dominican? It's or? spelled M in. 
M-E-N-Z-I-E-S. Where's that from? Can, uh, can, okay, we, sure, can we see no, where that's from? I'll type it in. You keep the, keep the people uh, entertained while I do this. I here. said a hip hop, hibbit, hibbit to the hip hop, rocket, don't stop, rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, up jumps the boogie to the rhythm, boogie to beat. Oh, you're well done there. Okay. Uh, okay. That Menzies is a Scottish surname. Scottish? It is probably derived like it's, uh, okay, I'm shocked. It says it's uh, probably derived like it's Gaelic form. Which is uh, Minorach. <laughs> Minor. From the, from, the, from the Norman name Mesneries. Uh, this man was born to lose. <laughs> people are reaching here, I think. Scottish surname. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, I, I, I couldn't guess. I mean, I've never heard the name Menzies before. My last name is Scottish. You heard me do that before on stage. Boyd? No, I haven't heard you do I, that. Sky, Scottish, Irish, or however you want to look at it. Mm hmm. And if there's some, those are two different countries, but both show up if you look at my last name. Oh, okay. Both it says either it's Scottish, like, Irish, could even be English, maybe. They, they tie it in some type of way. Yeah. So what's the? Is that the joke? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, I, I might be related to this motherfucker, man. You never know, man. We both Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You don't want to do the joke, that's fine. Well, you uh, know, while I pick out somebody in the crowd, I, I never force it, but, you know, after doing crowd work, if mm-hmm. someone just so happens to be in a crowd Irish or Scottish, I right. got the joke ready to go. Okay. So if I'm talking to someone and I listen to... You want to, to do it in conversation, like uh, like I'll, I'll pretend to be that person? You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um Ha ha ha! It's funny. I like the show here. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, brother. Uh, oh, hi. that uh, that accent. I, where's that accent from? Where, where are you from? Oh, Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Oh, word. My last name is is Scottish. Aye. And well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bullshit. Everybody think I'm bullshit, man. But yeah, my last name is actually Scott. My last name is Boyd. B O Y D. That's you. Are you familiar with? Oh, we a bit of the boy. Yeah, yeah. Boyd. Yes. Very Scottish, quite right? Familiar. Yeah. So someone in your family bought someone in my family. Ah, <laughs> uh, snap. <laughs> and scene. So we're related to purchase. They say. Yeah, okay, that's how it works for me. That, that's whenever you make a slavery reference and you're black, works. Whenever you make a slavery reference and you're white, never works. I can't understand that. I you don't know. You cannot why. joke about slavery. I don't know why that <laughs> they is, just man. Don't. They just won't come along. They just. I don't know, man. And and you know, it's you could be the first one though. If anybody could sell it, it's me. Yeah. You know why? Because nobody gives a shit. What I say Because you're my father too. When people don't give a shit What you say That's a better place to be in Than you think It's not just about Not being famous <laughs> <laughs> So he gave the girl a bracelet He kissed her He ran his hands on her thighs Several times He tried to touch her genitals While warning her Not to tell anyone He allegedly pulled her Into a basement stairwell Forced himself on her uh, But she pushed him away And told her mom Who reported it to the school the School called the cops New Vision did not alert parents One outraged mom Picking up her 13 year old daughter was, like I said, outraged. She said, I can't believe this. Uh, she said, I just had a meeting about my daughter, and they didn't mention anything about this. Now, I understand your need to know, mm-hmm. and I understand your outrage, but on another hand, I also understand that it's an allegation, and it's not proven, and an allegation is very easy to make. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm sure it did. But legally, it's an, it's an allegation. And uh, so I'm not really into you know, that they reported to the police, and I guess whatever's happened... So what do you think? I, I think that like once you say that about a teacher, administrator, whatever, you know, he's he's pretty much fucking. That's it forever. I, uh, uh, <laughs> he gave gifts to six other students uh, in addition to the girl. And that I want to talk about that too. But the the other part, the young woman that said, "Yo, I just had a meeting about mm-hmm. my daughter, and they didn't tell me anything." Yeah, you know. And one element to that is okay. It is just an allegation. The second part is what the how? Do, that's not some shit you just bring up in a meeting about your daughter. If I'm yeah. working at the school. 
And hey, by the way, uh, Stacy's doing quite well. Her extracurricular activities, she's flourishing. Her grades are great. By the way, that nigga over there is fucking bitches <laughs> left and right. So watch out for that. Have a nice day. That's yeah. not happening, man. You're right. That's not fucking happening. Well, it, and also you're giving it to one parent, not giving it to all the parents. Uh, you can't bring them all in individually. So really, you'd have to be good buddies with you mm-hmm. know the the principal or, or whoever it is that you met with or the teacher. Uh, also, uh, look. Sending an email, a mass email, would probably be the way to do that, I guess. And and once you do that, now you've told I don't know eighteen hundred people or however many that uh, that this guy it, it has essentially done this because you know, you're guilty until proven innocent on something like this. And I, as a uh, school, you kind of separate yourself from that guy. And as yeah, and as a school, yeah, it doesn't look good for you either. So you had a good I, point earlier. <laughs> and, and you need to. I think that the administrators would have a meeting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they would go like, "How do we? Well, we can't we say that this? they." We don't know that they didn't. We don't know they didn't have a meeting. They'd have a meeting and just say, like, let's keep this quiet, just between us. If they knew it was going to come out. It wouldn't be smart if the... It, no. That wouldn't be smart. Obviously, there's newspapers. But uh, the the dope thing about uh, the comment you made earlier, we found she gave, he gave gifts to six other uh, girls. And that's exactly why this is an issue now. <laughs> that's why the other times she hadn't pushed him away. It doesn't mention that. <laughs> Now she's rejecting him. Fuck you. I know what you're up to. She thought it was a thing. She got I, jealous. I, I almost, I'm almost certain that in a violationship like, such as this, uh, I, just, I, I feel as if she... I, I just think that there's a connection there. You know what I mean? That I, was an element. That was an element. That was a connection between him giving gifts to other young girls and then it's finally coming out. And now it comes out, yeah. Now. And then she's like, you know what? Next time he does that to me, I'll tell you something. He's not going to get the same semi-warm response. <laughs> you know what? We don't know where she was on the on the uh, gift-receiving lineup. We don't know if these girls were before her or after. She could have been really the sixth. She could have been the sixth. But she. it doesn't matter to a woman if she's the sixth. If there's others, period, then he just looks like a guy. He might have told her, like, oh, you know, I've never done this with a student before. I've never, you know, fooled around. I've never given a bracelet. <laughs> really, giving a bracelet is so fucking creepy anyway. I mean, what a creep. See, yeah, especially when you're 42. Yeah, 42. Here, you know, wear this. It'll You'll think of me when you wear it. And now she's going to wear that in the car, right, when her mom picks her up from school. Or when she gets home on the bus and she's having her snack and watching cartoons, whatever the fuck 16-year-old girls do. And I'll see that bracelet on her like, wait, where'd you get that? That's an excellent point. You know? At a certain... I couldn't come home with no new shit if I was... If my mother knew I didn't leave the house with it, that question was coming. Where'd you get that from? Yeah. They know. And then I found this shit ain't gonna fly. You ain't found a motherfucking thing. Oh, you found it. You found a you found a bracelet that says "I love Menzies." <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it would say. My relationship with the victim same as any other student. He says, and uh, uh, the school suspended him though, and uh, yeah, they removed him from contact with students, placed him on leave, uh, pending the outcome of a full investigation. And they will do a full investigation. Uh, we are cooperating fully with the NYPD's investigation into the matter. Of course you are. What else could you possibly, Mizzy, possibly, possibly fucking do? Mizzy fully investigated. All right, no, I know you got to get out of here in a minute, and I have a few things I need to talk about. First of all, Let's do it. Uh, this is an unusual thing here, but uh, I don't know if you know this. I do interpretations. I do, uh, I, I, it's a service that I offer to New York City Crime Report listeners, and I've been promising this, uh, and I have uh, 
you know, I, I have some people have actually approached me, uh, written emails. They want uh, some some shit interpreted. Okay. And so, uh, you know, and I'll interpret anything. I don't care what it is. It could be something your mom said. It could be something that your fucking uh, girlfriend said. It could when, be when you say interpret, what do you mean? Like the 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 underline of the yeah, like they like say they said something like uh, you know. Um, uh, a- a- ambiguous a little bit, you know, and you're like, I'm not sure what they meant. Oh, you know what? I or fi- or anything written too. I find that to be very true because every time I tell you something, my lady said, "You're like, well, this is what she meant when she said that." Yeah, I've had these conversations with my stepfather. Yeah, so I think that I, I'm I'm pretty good at it. Okay, so uh, here here's this is uh, this is from artist in residence here at Compound Media, Steve Torelli, uh, and he says, "Hello, Pat." Uh, he writes, Steve writes, the great Ric Flair once said. Space Mountain may be the oldest ride in the park, but it has the longest line. Hmm. And then uh, he says, I just want to thank you for it. Uh, by the way, his pictures, I promote them every time I get a chance because he does this awesome shit. It's like very, I send a couple of them, in fact, to the people who did the audition, you know, because it's myself and Mandy doing crimes and stuff. Steve Torelli's a great artist. Follow him at Steve Torelli. Yeah, on Instagram and on Twitter. I wrote back to Steve, and I'm telling you right now, the meaning is clear. Uh, Often we presume that when something is old, there's a strong chance it has become anachronistic. And it's not always true. Sometimes something survives because it has universal appeal. Something truly unique, which year after year, people recognize as not old, but classic. Mm. And with continued maintenance and care, the popularity of a thing like this is insured. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) And to be the man... You got to beat the you, man. You must defeat the man. Now, here's another one, uh, another interpretation here. I'm throwing them out like... Like uh, like uh, Menzies. I'm throwing them out like... <laughs> I'm throwing them out like Menzies. Oh, yeah. Fuck it, baby. But fuck it, baby. Now, never... Okay, now this is an interesting one. As this comes from Patrick Welsh. And, uh, boy, he's, uh, you know, he's going to be so happy to hear this now, I think, because... Uh, uh, this is going to really clarify this. Now, uh, here's the, here's what he needs interpreted. Never trust a white man with a mustache or a black man without one. <laughs> now, I would let you take a stab, but we're running out of time. Go so ahead, I'm gonna go, go ahead. ahead. Now, go ahead. Interpretation has layers. One layer of meaning reveals itself uh, when we ask the question, uh, what is being asked of me by this statement, okay? So ask yourself, what is being asked of me by this statement? Well, uh, the direct meaning here is is discernible. It's a guideline on who one should trust. Uh, like all prescriptive proverbs, the reader isn't expected to incorporate the policy as a practical matter, and no proof or explanation is provided. Therefore, use at your own risk, and there may be a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, your, your mileage may vary, et cetera. So note, note the mild humor in the overstatement of the word never. And, of course, uh, human matters on planet Earth can't be unilaterally assessed by facial hair. We intuitively grasp that in the statement. It's it's intended to be a general rule, subject to exception, and uh, more something to keep in mind as we live our lives. Now, if the statement holds water, our own own experience will bear it out. Uh, Knowledge is immediate sometimes, and sometimes it's glacial. You know, it accumulates. The reasons for the statement... And the factors contributing to the meaning are intended to reveal themselves over time. And, and as we make a real-world accounting, uh, we look for connections, and we determine where the truth lies in this mustache statement. So to tackle the riddle of the statement, never trust a white man with a mustache or a black man without one. My interpretation is it isn't possible to tell who is trustworthy and who is not based on a mustache. If only it were that easy, 
none of us would be hurt by those we've trusted. Now, we may look for signs or qualities in a person that could add up to trust, but ultimately, whether or not someone is trustworthy could rest upon many possible factors, of course. Uh, as someone's uh, resolve to, main lo- to, to be loyal to another, it, it could weaken in, in any moment. You know? So then again, uh, it may all be predetermined. Now, as a general rule, the mustache rule is pretty good. It's pretty good. Say, whenever an evil twin is introduced in a scenario, <laughs> the distinguishing characteristic is almost always a mustache. And a mustache is much more common, I've read, for black men than whites. Yes. Fucking yeah. yes. It, is, it somehow becomes a more uh, wholesome uh, decision then, you know, in, in your mind, once you associate it with, with trust, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's... it's if more people are doing it, it's it seems more natural. Now, the preceding statements don't really hold water, uh, maybe, but uh, how, how often are you dealing with someone evil, with someone's evil twin? Very seldom. Now, mustache seldom means that. So now, what if more black, black men have mustaches? I think it reveals a layer of meaning in the statement, like the, the pedophile rule. The pedophile rule, once you think of someone as a pedophile that person will continue to look like a pedophile to you forever. Mm -hmm. So once you assign trustworthiness to someone or some group based on facial error, most likely you'll see it where you expect to. And given that trust is by its nature a more reasoned version of faith, it will always be somewhat of a gamble. So the saying also contains this idea. Subcultures, excuse me, are not the same. Something as simple as a mustache can have completely opposite meanings one room from group to group. And that alone gives a lesson about people. Most white men don't have a mustache. More black men have mustaches, I've read. So uh, perhaps it's intended to mean that most people, regardless whether black or white, the majority of people can be trusted. Mm -hmm. Right? If you think of it that way, the majority of people are trustworthy about that amount. Mm -hmm. Give or take. Yeah, give or take. So statements such as that they represent our basic human instinct and desire to understand and bring order to and control our world. That's what that is. It's an attempt to understand, bring order, and control our world. So the urge remains, even with the knowledge that other people, with their internal mysteries, are as beyond our true control as the weather. And yet we feel we gain understanding from a simple rule of thumb. It's a beautiful saying. And uh, I want to say thank you for sending that, Patrick Walsh. Pat Walsh, my yep. guy. Good dude. Uh, so that's all the interpretations uh, we have time for right now. And uh, I hope that you got what you needed out of it. And I'm not going to say any more. Now, <laughs> I have something to tell you about Patreon, though. And I know that nobody who gives a shit, right? I've been talking about it forever. But it's new now. It's monthly now. It's not by the podcast anymore. There's uh, tiers set up and everything. So for the $1, you get something. For the $3, you get some extra access. And then for the $5 tier, you get these specials that we've done, which you haven't seen unless you saw them on Compound Media. There's a Gotapa special, which we did last year, which is fucking great, and there's a lot of tit in it. <laughs> Myself and news whore Mandy Stadmiller narrating, and I've cut it. It's edited. It's not bullshit. It's very entertaining. And uh, there's some animation and stuff, too. Also... I might drop that $5 myself. Dude, it is very, very interesting. Yeah, and, and it's it's $5, uh, and, and you also get everything that leads up to that. So I'm going to read through these things. And Ken, if I need to let you go, 
I can let you go, and I can do this alone. I got a few minutes. Okay, let's do it. Then. You know, I'm going. I'm two stops away. Yeah, you're a fucking trooper, man. You are a fucking trooper. You better know it. So here we go. Through the tears here. Now, some people make thousands of dollars a month on this. Some people. I'm not. I'm not in that category. Uh, okay, so here's a, number one behind the scenes. For one dollar or more a month, you get a patron, a patron only perspective on New York City Crime Report, behind-the-scenes pictures and videos, patron-only polls, and priority access to live New York City Crime Report shoots. Not bad. Dollar a month. Quarter a podcast, okay? By the way, if you were contributing uh, by the podcast, thank you for being a patron. And uh, you're, you cut it in, in, into fourths or fifths now. So you're only making that contribution per month now. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that's the way that works when you reset it. You're not you're you're at you're at one dollar that contribution level right now. This is just today. Special of the month is the three dollar level. Now three dollars a month, it's not a lot. It's very very little. You get a monthly show created just for you. Oh shit! That's the special of the month. Exclusive access to a monthly full length podcast created from your suggestions. So you say like, I really like that one story. About the guy who deballed the guy with the corkscrew, whatever. Is there anything else to say about that? You want to talk about that? I'll talk about anything. Whatever. I don't care. Dog fuckers. <laughs> I'll talk about. I'll do a whole show about dog fuckers. <laughs> Give me an idea, and that and that will be the podcast. You also get early access to some podcasts and some limited bonus video. Access. So they can dictate what the show is going to be about to a degree. To, for the for a Patreon exclusive one, uh-huh. just for them. Now the five dollar level. Gold access is what this is called, because I wanted to get real creative. Gold access. Here's what you get. Downloads of Go Topless, Florida, Clip Job, Best of Pop Culture, and more to come. So that's four, you know, deals there. Now, Best of Pop Culture has never been seen by anybody. That's just me and Mandy, and it's edited. It looks pretty good. Uh, In studio, talking about the videos from YouTube and shit like that. Uh It's never felt like putting it on. Clip job is, you know, we're looking at clips and shit like that and talking about them, and it's entertaining. Florida, is, it's like New York City Crime Report, except, you know, we're Florida guys <laughs> doing some acting. So it's a pretty convincing southern accents. It's relocated. <laughs> yeah, and it's all about Florida shit. And, uh, and if, you are, uh, if you are from Compound, and if you, if you also watch on Compound, you've seen this. And you've seen Go Topless, which I'm so proud of. Uh, with with me and Mandy and Ryan Katsu Rivera, uh, well, that's where we go to the New York City uh, the Go Topless Parade. We walked around with all these uh, weirdos who are, in fact, uh, members of a UFO cult. The fuck is the Raelians? Is what they are. They believe that they've got a lot of beliefs. We don't have time to go into, but it's a UFO cult. They, it has to do with UFOs and shit. And uh, founded by a guy named Rael. In like the 60s and 70s. I mean, uh, and there's people worldwide doing this. New York City, they have a topless parade. They're trying to make it equal. They're trying to expose people to breasts in such a way that it's no big deal to see a tit. I completely disagree with their cause, although I enjoy the scenery. So uh, there you have it. You get that special. You get all that. You get downloads of that. And, uh, you know, we already have uh, some people who have done that who are at that level. So... Uh, more levels to come. More Get interesting stuff. The type of testimonials, huh? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. See, that's what I need as a marketing guy. Hey, man, look. 
Hey man, look. Mr. Ken Menzies. If I, <laughs> I told my lady, if I'm a drug dealer, if I'm selling the world's best crack, what good is it if nobody knows I'm a drug dealer? Yep, you're right. Secrets advertising. And if you have a standalone business, it's location, or I guess a corner and stuff like that. That's why they shoot each other over those fucking corners. Now you're getting it, Location, location, location. location. Ken Boyd, a pleasure to have you here. All right. Thanks, Dad. See you soon. Son, take care out there. Always be careful. Is it over? All right. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows, go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Lot of racial shit this year. Lot of racial shit. Well, fuck it, baby. <laughs>